Welcome, everybody, to the second off-season episode of the Dirty Slides podcast. I'm your host, Joe Prano, coming to you live from the Laz Lair in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Andy Laz Lazarus. What it is, Joe? Laz, we have a... It's 2019. It's 2019. This is the first show of 2019. It's true, yeah. It's, a, it's the first uh, show of the new year, and it's a, it's a whole new Laz Lair. It's a whole new Laz Lair, man. You have... Uh, you you basically have a roommate now. Yeah, his uh, name's King. His name's King, um, named after the great LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, King is a what do you think? You I, I'm gonna say like a like a C note. I think he's just like a 100 pound pit bull. Oh uh, well, I mean, Brian told me he was 82 pounds. 82 okay. at the time of adoption, but there's no question. I think he's gonna be 100 pounds. Yeah. Um, He's so a we're pit, in walking training right now. Pit bull, uh, um, pit American bulldog mix. mix. Um, he's I think he's looking. 85, 15 pit. He's going full Roy Hobbs on a baseball <laughs> <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> he destroyed this it, baseball. It is, it is raining out and <laughs> it's just strings. Yeah, the, it's the, just strings. The shortstop just picked off the cutoff throw <laughs> and he just tried to throw a ball of string. <laughs> How has I, it been working with uh, having a? Having a new, a new best friend. Around, a new bestie. He is um, so easy um, compared to my last pit bull, who is like a bait dog in pit fights. So she had a lot of anxiety. You know, she's great with people, but with other dogs, it's 50-50, whether yeah. we're going to be friends or I'm going to put some puncture wounds in you. Right. You know, which is always like really stressful. So like taking her to a dog park, you know, that's off the table. So, but with King, King is just cool. He's just cool with everybody. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't want to fight. He just wants to play. He's a big galoot. He's just a big galoot. It's and old he's big handsome head. as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's good just looking a good dog. Good looking dog. And there's a fantastic story behind your um adoption of King, there's which certainly. we will we will tell one day on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to tell it just yet. It's not let it's me tell you, right Sliders, time. I'm not the only hero involved in this story. <laughs> Mr. Prano is part of it, too. There's, so. uh, yeah, there's a, there's a story behind it. And uh, Is there a statute of limitations before we can talk about this? Probably. Yeah. Uh, well, let's say, let's, we'll do this. Like, uh, if, if King is still here and uh, I'm still here, and you're still here at All Star Break 2019. <laughs> Look forward to the <laughs> King story. We'll, we'll give you the the, the story of King. <laughs> um, but w- we said we were going to do some off season episodes if big moves happen in baseball. And I don't think the Jed Lowry to the Mets move is it's enough. It's not is enough to say that this is a the true reason that we're here today is because you had an 11-11 show, and after the 11-11 show, your dad, your stepdad, yeah. uh, he, he, just, he just came up to me and he's like, he had two things to say to me. Yeah. Uh, his first thing was, you did a pretty good job up there considering 
the circumstances, which I don't know what that means. I guess that it was. A, I think he just a meant the cold. Show. I think he just meant the cold. <laughs> he meant the cold, the elements, the elements. Um, yeah. and then he also said you got to do an NBA podcast. Yeah, and I said, well, I think we'll just do dirty slides then and just talk some NBA. Yeah. So for the off season, I think what we'll do until first of all, we're thirty days out of. Pitchers and catchers, less than that. Right. Like I mean, we're 10 days, days out of the gays going to Puerto Rico. Yeah. Like, it's... It's baseball. It's yeah, baseball season. I'm starting basically. to feel a little itch. <laughs> and there's really nothing, I mean, besides Jed Lowry and yeah. Cano. And basically, the Mets have made the only moves. We've t- we talked about Cano and we Diaz talked about last Cano. time. Yeah, they, uh, they've, they've got Lowry Your boy now. from Brooklyn, Adam Ottavino, signed with the Yankees today. Yep. Great. Great yeah. for the Yankees. Now, there was uh, a lot of talk that the Yankees, that was their first in a few moves because they're officially out on Machado. So now they have this money that they had set aside for Machado that they can now spread around to you know relievers. and So basically, pieces. despite themselves, yeah. like they're going to make they're better like, fine, we'll spend $100 million on, on the on, rest of the team. Yeah. Yeah. But... We're less than 30 days out of pitchers and catchers reporting. Manny Machado does not have a baseball team. Bryce Harper does not have a baseball team. Those are the two big... That, that's it. That's Those are the big fish this year. What is happening? This is basically what happened last year. Now, the report is that Manny Machado has a $175 million offer from the Chicago White Sox. Yeah. I imagine... That Manny Machado thought he was going to be making closer to three hundred million, mm-hmm. and I also think that Manny Machado thought there's no way I'm playing for the White Sox because why would I play for the White Sox? What are they? What are they going to give me that I can't get from? I didn't even want to sign with the White Sox when I'm playing my player on the show. Yeah, you know, I'm like, oh god, just like boring uniforms, cool hats. I'm, I'm wearing a cool hat hats. right now. Cool hats. Boring uniforms, boring stadium. Um, stadium. Yeah, it's just stadium like, is stadium is boring, but there's something to play in, in the South Side of Chicago, right? right? Baseball town. Yeah, the uh, the other team. There's certainly there's certainly like they certainly have a good fan base in Chicago. Not really a national fan base like the Cubs, but like in Chicago, I wouldn't be upset about if him if, going to the White Sox. I, no, I wouldn't be upset if I were. To be signed by the White Sox, like I'd be no, like, I wouldn't be upset yeah. either. But it's but if not you were like you could play anywhere, I would. I'd be like, they're not low on my list. They're like, which is actually we we'll get to that later. I gotta re- remember to come back to this. Okay. Uh, um, where you wouldn't play question because we got that during the off season. I think yeah. it's a good one. Um, but it's seven years, one seventy five, which yeah. is what twenty seven a year. Yeah, it's basically what Cespedes is getting. Right, and and like. Um, he wanted what ten years, three hundred million. Did he want? I mean, I don't even know. I know he wanted three hundred million. I don't even know if he wanted. I I, I was of of the assumption that he was hoping for more, like seven years, three hundred million. Wow, you know what I mean? Yeah, like these guys. Everybody, how many? Articles were written last year like, will Bryce Harper be the first $400 million man? Now, I don't think that the reason that Bryce Harper isn't signed is because no one's gotten to $400 million. I haven't heard a single word about Bryce Harper having an offer from anybody. I've heard that the Washington Nationals still have a $300 million uh, contract on the table that he hasn't signed. 
I thought for sure the Dodgers getting rid of Ces or not Cespedes Puig, Puig meant he was going to LA. I thought that that was the whole move. The whole that, move that was the whole thing. And by the way, poor Puig. Right. You know, you're an island guy in Cincinnati. That's rough, man. Yeah. That's yeah. rough. I'm sorry, Puig. Uh, Harper, like, I mean, the short porch in Yankee Stadium. Right. Uh, they're talking about the Phillies have all this money. All offseason, it's been the Phillies. The Phillies are going to get both of them. The Phillies, I don't know where the Phillies are getting all this money, but apparently they either. have all this money. I'm just surprised that we haven't. Re- the only rumor I've heard about either of these guys is the White Sox have offered Machado and the Nationals have a standing offer of Harper. No Remember one else. When these guys used to get signed in November, like yeah. a week after the World Series. Yeah. Um, I was listening to something. Somebody reminded me that J.D. Martinez signed February 21st last year. So yeah. we might be still waiting. Which is crazy to me, yeah. though. Yeah. Like, there was la- it was last year that guys were getting signed into spring training. Didn't Moustakas get signed? I think Moustakas got signed in May. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It, it, I guess there's been a correction because forever it was like the A-Rod contract and right. and the you know the big pitchers contracts like that this didn't happen and now i guess these owners are playing chicken collusion yeah collusion Joe. i guess this is the collusion this case. is collusion but in the end nobody pay him 300 million dollars in the end the problem with collusion right yeah. is that the anaheim angels call him up tomorrow and like well just take 300 million dollars yeah. he's like oh, totally yeah. I'm, I'm there yeah like the I think the collusion case for Colin Kaepernick is easier. No one wants him. Right. Somebody wants Manny Machado. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, so. I think the Kaepernick thing is like they've made they've made their bed into this. You know, they've made such a big deal about the flag and the anthem. Right. That now they have. You know, like oh, we don't want. Uh, the distraction, everybody asking about it. Well, if you didn't want distraction from everybody asking about it, why'd you make such a big fucking deal about it in the first place? Right. You know why? Because you're assholes. That's why. So, does Manny Machado end up on the Chicago White Sox? I don't think so. It just doesn't feel like it. It does. It really doesn't. Adivino, is he... Do you think that ends the chance of Manny Machado going to the Yankees? Because the Yankees just have infinite money, right? Right. No, I don't think the Yankees are really ever out of it. Where's Harper? Harper's going to Philly? I don't think Philly really wants Harper. I I think they want Trout. Yeah. You know? But now Trout is not a free agent until... Two years. Two more seasons. Yeah. So it would be this year, 2019. Next year, 2020. He'd be a free agent going into the 2021 season. Right. Is Philly is Philly waiting for Mike the twenty twenty one Mike Trout? I think they're waiting for Trout. I'm surprised the Dodgers haven't signed Bryce Harper. I was sure as soon as Puig they got rid of Puig to Cincinnati of all places. Poor um, Puig. Yeah. Why? Why? But again, you know, and we why talked about Cincinnati? this on Dirty Sports. Puig, you know, he sleeps with uh, Beanie Babies, so maybe he's gonna be fine in fucking Cincinnati. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it like, who do you think is going to be more miserable next year, Matt Harvey or Puig in Cincinnati? Ooh, well, Matt Harvey is an Anaheim Angel. Oh, that's right. That guy yeah, is escaped. fucking stoked. Stoked. He, no one's ever been more stoked than Matt Harvey being a uber black 
away from <laughs> Hollywood at yeah. any given chance. At any moment. He like Matt Harvey is gonna be like, so here's how it works. I pitch, right? Uh the next day I gotta do the fucking, you know, pitching chart. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I got three days off. After that game, I get in an Uber Black, and I've basically, depending on traffic, have 45 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes to just do as much cocaine as I can. Yeah. Arrive at Sunset Boulevard. Is he already Boulevard. a member at Soho House? Oh, yeah. No question, I think right? he's. I think he was a member of the New York Soho House, and when he signed up for that, he went with the whole, he's like, the I'm going to do the, I'm do the worldwide plan. Anywhere. Yeah. 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 Um, how long before he's spending like his Thursday nights with Eric Karras in Manhattan Beach, yeah, like hot tub and with like blonde chicks? I feel like that's, I feel like that's not enough of a scene for him. Yeah, I feel like you think not Eric Karras just really wants to hang out with Matt Harvey because like Piazza's gone now, and uh, Todd Zeal doesn't yeah. doesn't take his calls anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He wants a new buddy. <laughs> Todd Zeal, now that they've made uh, same-sex marriage legal, Todd Zeal's, you know, yeah, hold up with his husband and, <laughs> and doesn't hang out yeah, with Eric Karras. There's nobody to hang out with anymore with Karras. So he's just going to pick up Karras in Manhattan Beach in the in the Uber right. and be like, dude, we're going to fucking the Roosevelt Hotel. Yeah. Get in. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I was thinking about Sharky. He's like, fuck you, Carol's. Yeah. I'm going to come out here to fucking hang the Sharky. He's like, we're stopping at John Barbados. I'm picking up two pairs of jeans and a pair of shoes, Yeah, which I need for dinner tomorrow in, <laughs> in you know, Laguna. And then we're going to just fucking go do blow at Beecher's Madhouse. <laughs> How long do you think Matt Harvey How long uh, until lasts? I see Matt Harvey at, at the improv or the comedy store? Right. Being like, um, it, a day. Yeah. Yeah. Although Cindergard used to go to the stand in New York all the time. Oh, really? And, and still does, I guess. Um, well, not now that they're, they're closed. Uh, but RIP the stand. I yeah. love the stand. They're going to re- the reopening. Oh, cool. Bigger space. Oh, they're going to have a pizza oven. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be in Union Square. But Ma- Harvey was never there, so maybe he won't. But the comedy store is a whole different scene. He'll probably yeah. be on the patio. Oh, he'll be. Store. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to be, like, be on the patio. Bro, let's do some blow. Yeah. I'd be like, okay. I'd be like, I just got to get some, <laughs> but I want to do it with you. So hold on. Um, so the the off season moves. What what's standing out to you since our last? I, I think most of the moves, most of the big moves have happened um, when we did our last episode. Yeah. There really hasn't been a ton There's of really like hasn't been a ton big time. Uh, Madison Baumgartner still a giant. Giants still white. Like. You know, the brownest guy on the Giants is their GM now. Um, so who did you guys? That's ma- a start, I who guess. Who did you guys? You just signed somebody, didn't you? Well, you signed. Uh, we made a lot of the uh, like very small, little minor league outfielder deals, which is good because we need outfielders who right. are not forty. Um, you know, that's all I know. I'm trying to think. And Holland resigned. Hey, Derek Holland. Yeah, he'll eat up 180 <laughs> innings. That's something. <laughs> Let's do. Still white. <laughs> like, I mean, the the when you go to the free agent tracker, it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. Um, the guys who are still available. I mean, just from the top down. Uh, Axford. <laughs> John Axford? Blevins. 
Okay. Buckholtz. So uh, a ton of relievers. Estrubal Cabrera, Melky Cabrera. Um, Bartolo's still out there. How does somebody not have Bartolo? I mean, honestly, like... A.J. Ellis. The years, the half a year that Melky spent with the Giants, he was fucking awesome. And then he got busted for roids. And then the Giants got all high and mighty about it. Right. Like, you didn't have Bonds, Kent, like, Benito Santiago, everybody. And they're like, no, we can't possibly have another I mean, roid guy. Carlos Gonzalez, Gio Gonzalez, Marwin Gonzalez. Wait a minute. Cargo is a free agent? Yeah. Carlos Gonzalez? That's what it says. Jesus. So they're just waiting for Bryce to Bryce to sign so he sets the market for all these yep. other guys. Harper. It's obviously still available. Um I would take any of those Gonzalez's not named Adrian Gonzalez. Right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't I specifically didn't name Adrian <laughs> Gonzalez. He's there as well. He's technically on the list, but Gio, Marwin. Like, how is Marwin Gonzalez? You would think somebody would have snatched up Marwin Gonzalez, the super sub. Yeah, no, I loved Marwin Gonzalez. I always thought that would be a... Craig Kimball and Keichel are both uh, available. Manny Machado, obviously. Why even have the winter meetings if you're not going to sign anybody? Like, what, what, were the, what was happening at the winter meetings? Remember the winter meetings? There used to be, like, it used to be a free agent frenzy. A free agent bonanza. So this is how they rank them, by the way. Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, available, available. Patrick Corbin, signed with the Nationals. Brantley, signed with the Astros. Keuchel, available. A.J. Pollock, available. Jed Lowry, signed with the Mets. Donaldson with the Josh Braves. Josh Donaldson, signed yep. with the Braves. Yep. Charlie Morton I like that with the, the Rays. Yasmani Grandal with the Brewers. For- Sorry, Charlie Morton signed with the Braves or the Rays? The Rays. Oh, Okay. Nathan Avaldi back to the Sox. Yeah. But it like it falls off pretty, you know, pretty solidly. Nick Markakis is still available. Wade Miley had a nice little yeah, little showing. Not. He's available. Mustakis is still available. This has got to be collusion, dude. Collusion. Yeah. Why DJ LeMahieu to the Yankees. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Marwin Gonzalez is only the 35th ranked free agent. I think that seems That seems wrong. low to me. And Craig Kimbrell's 40, according to ESPN's ranking. Okay. Um, obviously, Andrew Miller to the Cardinals. Um, A lot of guys unsigned, though. Uh, I mean, sorry, the, the left Dallas Keuchel. Yeah. Basically. Ranked to the fifth. The fifth? Yeah, by, by ESPN, the fifth. He seems like a a six inning guy to me um, at this point in his career. Um, but if you're the Braves or the Brewers, why wouldn't He's you a just sign this fucking guy up? Yeah, like it's I know but, it's six innings, but, but it's honestly, still six innings, how about this? Three innings. How about this? What are the fucking Dodgers doing? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I. I mean. They they've got to be negotiating with Bryce Harper. They have to be. I I still say Bryce Harper signs with the Dodgers. So you're saying Bryce to the Dodgers, Machado, not to the White Sox. I'm not sure where he goes. Machado I kind of like I um until he doesn't sign with the Yankees. I still think. What are the Cubs doing? I I I know Bryce Harper wanted to play for the Cubs. Yeah, he wants to play with his boy Chris Bryant. Right. Um, 
So the Mets have made some moves. My Mets. Wait, have why made- wouldn't the Cubs sign Keuchel up? They right. need more pitching, right? My Mets have made some moves for how uh, how little of a budget that they have, considering that they're in the biggest market in no, the world. No, honestly, like, like, let's talk Mets because they're the Wilson, only guys. Wilson Ramos, moves. Wilson Ramos, I love. Hey, you got a catcher who can throw. Yep. How's that feel? Yeah, <laughs> it's got to feel good. It feels great. Yeah. We, we haven't had one since ever, ever since Carter. It's Gary Carter. Carter's the last guy that threw somebody out as a Matt. <laughs> e- e- ever since that, it was the curse of Mackie Sasser. Now, Wilson Ramos might show up and suddenly be unable to throw the ball back to the pitcher. But, uh, yeah, I mean, through the years. Yeah. Nobody. 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 I mean, LaDuca. Yeah, the Duke. Like, that's the best closest we had to, like, a defensive catcher. Yeah. Man, just, like, Paul LaDuca just kind of warms my heart because... There's just an absolutely average athlete who right. who had a pretty good major league career. And sure, he might have done some sauce, but, like, God bless him. Yeah. God bless the Duke. And uh, I think he bets on horse racing a lot. He's a big horse racing handicapper. So oh, I like that. Good, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Mets go Ramos. They're still apparently talking that, you know, the talk is that Pollock is still in the mix for them for center mm-hmm. field. Even though they went out and got Cam Bro- Broxton, Broxton, um, but uh, their their GM is saying that they're not going to look at the outfield because uh, now that they got Lowry, they're infield. They have question mark at first base, but probably some combination of Peter Alonso coming up later in the year, uh, Cano potentially playing a little first base, um, Frazier potentially playing some first base. Uh, then they have Cano, they've got Rosario, they've got McNeil. So talk of McNeil maybe being in the outfield, and uh, basically they the Met the the problem with the Mets is the Mets are sort of going with the Dodgers strategy of like it doesn't hurt to have a bunch of guys who can play, except right. they're going with like the budget version, right? But I'll tell you this. AJ Pollock specifically, a very good player, but just injury riddled. Right and now, he's thirty and white and injury riddled. And to me, if you're going to go budget, like give me the young, inexpensive black dude who, I mean, Keon Broxton throws your athleticism up like a hundred percent from right. where you were. Right. You know? Now they've had Lagaris, who's also injury prone. I right. I assuming that they're going to try to move him. But for an opening day lineup of Ramos behind the plate, you know d- that helps basically so much. Degrom, Syndergaard's your one, two. Right. Wheeler is your three. Right. Potentially Lugo still involved. Uh, Lugo probably a pen guy. Yeah. Um, Mats. Mats would I guess be your four, and then yeah. they still have Jason Vargas. Although light that money on fire and just sure fine. see about moving him, but. Uh, Ramos behind the plate, and then I don't know what your. I guess your infield's like. I don't know. Is your starting? Is your opening day infield Todd Frazier at first, Cano at second, Rosario at short, Jed Lowry at third? Yes. And then your outfield is Conforto in right field, Nimmo or Conforto, Nimmo, and right and center. Some ver- some right and center, and then Jeff McNeil in left field. 
Uh, and because Cespedes is still hurt, Cespedes will be out till whenever, which is a nice problem to have. Is like we don't have room for Cespedes right now, but if he comes back and he's great, then right, great, fine. Then like an outfield of Conforto, Nimmo, and Cespedes, you know, for the second half is, I love it. Yeah, yeah, not terrible. And Broxton off the bench, but is that Ligaris. contending for an NL East? Well, dude, I mean, if you score four and a half runs a game and you well, got DeGrom. Right. And like you said, you know, despite your... And Familia has been added to the bullpen. Yeah, and uh, I don't know Diaz. what Jerry Blevins is doing sitting out there in the fridge. Just get him back. Yeah. I loved Blevins. Right. I, I Look, I mean, like, without that June, you guys... The fact you guys still won 77 games. Right. Which is not that far off from 500 baseball. Yeah. For a team that couldn't score... Yeah, if you take out June, they were fucking a fantastic baseball team. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. Um, so is it is it as sexy as the Braves lineup? No. Right. Is is sexy as the Nationals lineup? Not really. But without Bryce Harper. But without Bryce Harper. But they got that Juan Soto kid right. or whatever. Ooh. Um, I'm not worried about the Nationals as a Mets, right. as a Mets fan. Right. Uh, especially if Harper's gone. Like I'm like, great. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Um. Now, the Phillies add Bryce Harper, and now I'm sort of like, that's a bam box, and he'll hit 55 home runs there. For sure. And that would be that'd be a sad. But Bryce Harper could always just go out and hit 243, because he's Prob- done that. Probably will. You know, and if he does that in Philly, when they're, they're really, their number one girlfriend is Mike Trout, right. that could be a disaster. Yeah. And Bryce Harper's got to know that. He's like, dude, you don't want me. You want Mike Trout. <laughs> yeah. You know, see, I, I have no idea. Bryce Harper has been playing it pretty close to the vest. Like, yeah. where's Bryce? Har- like, I feel like I feel like it's pretty obvious that Machado really wants to be a Yankee. Very obvious. But I don't know what Bryce. I guess Bryce Harper wants to be a Cub. But if you're going to pay Jason Hayward like seventy five, a hundred and I think it was one hundred eighty four million dollars. Just yeah, go ahead and give that's the Bryce fucking Harper. insulting. Now that I think about yeah. it, Jason Hayward's making one eighty four, and you're offering. Manny Machado, 175? Yeah. That's insulting. Yeah. That's insulting. Exactly. In the same city. Yeah, that's insulting. I, that's why, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's why Bryce Harper's also like, why would I sign for less than $300 million? Yeah. Man, uh, Fucking, you know, Jason Hayward got $184 million. Yeah. He's like, I have more RBI in last season, and it was a down year for me, than Jason Hayward has had the entire time he's been with the Cubs. What are we talking? The guy drives in. 30 runs a year. Yeah. yeah. He's like, that's a, ju- that's a June for me. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, the Mets are making moves. Uh, you got to feel good about it. Your Giants, you're, you guys are just, just, just a, holding a, a hibernating bear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I did, I did get a text from Rich Aurelia being like, hey, oh, man, are you going to be at fantasy camp? <laughs> so that's the news? Yeah, that's really the news. Um, no, I mean, to me, they are still white, they're still old, and they have made zero moves. They've got one, you know, big move in them with Bumgarner, but really, how much are you going to get right now compared to what you'll get the All-Star break? So, there's really not a lot to do besides just kind of Try to find a bunch of Kike Hernandez's right, and uh, put them all in the outfield. Because 
Well, we got nothing in the outfield. We lim- have like no outfielders. It, it's sort of it's sort of hibernation time around baseball right now. It's very it's very weird. It's a very weird predicament. Here's what's going. Here are the top headlines on ESPN.com baseball's page. Okay. The first headline: Tim Tebow to open spring in Mets Major League camp. Yeah, that's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Yeah, what are you doing? I don't know. But here's the thing: they, I guess, they invited fucking Garth Brooks to camp. So yeah, but that's the Padres. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got like, I've got more hope for the Mets. I think you might. I think, he played, I think he came to Mets camp too. Oh, did he? He might have come to Mets camp as Chris Gaines, which is even like <laughs> that's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dombrowski Red Sox unlikely to spend on a closer. They're not gonna. Okay. All right. I guess is Craig Kimbrell is that a not, Craig Kimbrell? Uh, is that is this like a low key Craig Kimbrell? Yes. Does want to come come back here in time for shit with us? Yeah. No one signed you, and we're not gonna. You want to pay again? for you? Uh, Cubs owner keeping Russell's best for all parties, especially Russell. <laughs> yeah, especially Russell, especially when you have he has no trade value. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yankees and Adovino reached three year deal, and the the main headline: Forget Babe Ruth's. Yankees got the guy who could strike him out. Adovino, who boasted he'd whiff the Bambino every time, gives the Bombers the best bullpen in the universe. Okay. So, yeah, this guy, this guy's definitely from Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> who says that? It makes no sense. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. That guy's been dead for 100 years. Yeah, and cool. I guess, I mean, he's, he's got a fucking dirty slide piece. Yeah. But, uh, like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Seems like a weird guy to shit on <laughs> in the pre in the off season when you are a free agent. Yeah, especially and now he's signed by the Yankees. Yeah. yeah. All right. I well, kind of love it. Fuck the right, Yankees. Fuck like, it. Yeah. Be a loudmouth. Who cares? Yankees Lemayhu on his role bring a lot of gloves, so he doesn't know where he's going to be playing. Basically, with the Yankees. Why wouldn't he be playing second base? Uh because they've got fucking um, Gliber Torres. Yeah. Or? I thought Gliber Torres was absolute like frying pan glove. Yeah, but he hits, I guess. Okay. All right. So um, I guess more likely to you don't want to get yourself into a fucking Daniel Murphy situation where you start putting frying plant pan all around the so you're just like just stay at second and right. we'll, and LeMayhew will whatever. He's also six four, so he just you know, you could play you could stand in right field and yeah. be fine. Uh Lowry and New Roll same will move around Mets infield. And Royals Scogland suspended eighty games for PEDs. Scogland, yeah. Who's that guy? I don't know. It sounds like the guy fell off white. A, a Viking ship. Yeah. Eric Scogland was Is suspended. E R I K S K O G L U N D. Scogland. Yeah. He tested positive for uh, fucking a lot of things I can't pronounce. But Osterine and Legandrol? Legandrol? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> we remain proud of who Eric is as a person and will support him as an organization. He was 1-6 in six last year with a 5.14 ERA. So yeah, you need something stronger, bro. Makes, and he's 6'7". So. Oh, Jesus. You yeah. know what? Until taking all those drugs, like do some squats. If you're 6'7", like just y- your legs aren't strong enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Do some squats. So yeah, it's uh it's barbell cleans. It's uh it's basically just Machado and uh Harper watch still. And because there's not even talk of them going anywhere, this the dirty slides is now 
officially, as of this moment, an NBA podcast. Let's do this. Welcome to the Dirty Slides podcast. <laughs> we're we're playing the two three zone and we're sliding around to our different spots. Mm-hmm. We're dirty sliding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a high school assistant coach uh, named Mr. Tillman, who mm-hmm. was uh, an English teacher. He also did not like me. Yeah. Um, the famous how much Mr. Tillman did not like me story was uh, we were playing a rivalry game in uh, on a Friday night at home. And What year is this for this you? This is my junior year. Junior year. So this is, I, I didn't make the varsity team in basketball until my junior year. Right. Um, Neither did I, which yeah. is, you know... Nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, yeah. no, no. That's uh, I, I actually, uh, I grew ten inches between right. my sophomore and junior year. So when I played high school, when I played JV as a sophomore, right, and wasn't getting a lot of run. Like, but, but I mean, it was JV, so I got plenty of run. But it wasn't like I'm a fucking star of the JV team. Right. We only had uh, we only had one kid in our class make the varsity as a sophomore yeah so the next year i was like i'm not sure i'm gonna make the basketball team like am i like i'm sure it happens yeah whatever right like i could play a little game but i don't know if i have enough game to be five five on the varsity basketball team right so i grow 10 inches i go from five i think it was five basically five two to a little five three to a little over six bar growth spurt and then I was still like, well, now I'm just awkward. Went, tried out, made it. Yeah. And uh, so um, my junior year, I'm on the bench, rivalry game, and uh, we are blowing out our rivals Friday night, big fucking, everybody's there. Yeah. And the crowd starts chanting, Rudy style, to, yeah. to get me in. Joey, Joey. So uh, this is like, Early third quarter. Now, Mr. Tillman is an assistant coach. Mr. Tillman, assistant coach, really not. Qualified. And it makes you makes you call him Mr. Tillman even on the court. Well, I refuse to call him coach because I was like, you're not qualified. Yeah, I'm more of a, a qualified to be the assistant basketball coach than you are. <laughs> okay, you're barely qualified to be a fucking English teacher. Right. Uh, so this is a fifty fifty. There's it's a two way. Yeah, he didn't like me, and I didn't like him because he didn't like me. Yeah, right. And like, fuck you. Yeah, and like, exactly. I wasn't a great student. He disliked me for who I was. In English class, right. you know what I mean. But it's like, hey, now we're at basketball. Like yeah. me because I fucking go hard. I'm the opposite of the guy I am in English class. Right. I do double the reading God on the basketball give course. With both hands, yeah, dude. yeah, exactly. Give me a break. So, like toward the end of the third, it's like really getting out of control. Mm-hmm. Start of the fourth quarter, the crowd is now in a frenzy. Yeah. This is bring us Joey. This, is, this is Rudy. You know yeah. what I mean. So uh, I'm like literally. I always would sit the last seat on the bench. Yeah. Um, and he walked. Tillman would just sit on the end of the bench, too. And he would all, the coach would always walk down. And he comes down. And he goes right to Mr. Tillman, two seats away from me. Yeah. And he's like, should I put him in now? And he's like, not yet. And I was like, what the fuck, Not bro? yet? What the fuck? What the fuck, man? They eventually put me in with like two three minutes left in the game, whatever. I go in, I immediately foul someone. And my buddy Pete, who's the announcer, is like, foul on the play, number 31, Joe Perino. <laughs> Crowd goes fucking wild. Um, fun end of the story is right at the buzzer. Like, we, I mean, we blew him out. But I'm standing at half court when the buzzer is about to go off. They make a basket with like eight seconds left. And the captain of the team 
Reggie Harrison pulls the ball from the basket and immediately like jumps across the baseline. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is he doing? And he goes baseball pass. I'm like, what? Yeah. So then I start I start running toward the other basket and he throws a baseball pass, which I collect on one bounce just inside the free throw line, fully travel, yeah. finger roll, bucket at the buzzer. Yeah. Carried off the court. Oh, um, Rudy style. Yeah, I was like, they're definitely going to call travel. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. Uh, but the reason I bring up Mr. Tillman, here's how unqualified he was to yeah. be the uh, basketball coach. So we would play a 1-2-2 two, two zone. And uh, basically, his only job when we were in the one-two-two zone was to yell "slide, slide!" <laughs> like whenever the ball would move, he'd be like "slide, second slide." And we're like, you know, there's basically only two ways. Right. You can only slide two spots, right? So he would either yell "slide" or "second slide," and and I would just sit there next to him, like, dude, yeah, no, relax no on one that. needs this. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Relax about it. But it's we why, know to slide. But it's why dirty slides is also appropriate. When yes. you were playing in the in the zone defense, <laughs> sliding is very important. Now, they barely play zones in the NBA. I don't know why. They should. Somebody should bust out the zone. Uh, I feel like they made it legal years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically but, made... They basically got rid of illegal defense. Yeah, exactly. And um, But I think they just play so much pick and roll now that it doesn't really make sense i don't know I, but i you know what i feel like is i feel like if in a playoff series if just like out of a timeout you some team just goes to like an aggressive zone yeah it would throw you off for like a minute and a half right, right. i don't think you could do it against the the warriors steph no. would be like please play a zone yeah that would make me that'd be so hilarious happy. i'd love it but like in a uh you know in last year's like portland new orleans series you know, Portland's getting swept. It's like, just have that in your back pocket. Throw that it's one, like, two, two out there. Just go a little Bayhawk. Throw that Jim Bayhawk two, yeah. three. Yeah. Throw that seventh grade Why two, not? three defense. Yeah. Does it make a difference? We're yeah. about to get swept. I I, I would do it. Yeah. A- at least like the zone press. Yeah. Just like press an NBA team one time. Dude, you know who uh, did the press in the NBA was Patino. Patino. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great SB Nation uh video on YouTube about the worst coaching hire ever. And it's certainly Rick Patino. Well, I, I've always said and I guess Patino kind of proved why you can't do it because you have to have everybody buy in. But if you suck, if you're like a lottery team, yeah. Who cares about playing your five guys? Like the Knicks right now, it's like it's all about getting guys run. Why don't you just fucking Play the press. Zone. Yeah, play the press. Zone. Everybody, yeah. Throw an assistant coach out there if yeah. somebody gets tired. Just like get everybody some run. Yeah, man. But like Walter McCarty, you know, who came out of being a superstar at Kentucky, he's like, I ain't running no fucking press, bro. Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm tired of that shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm done with all that. Yeah, you want to run that press with Andrew DeClerc? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? So the NBA last night had... I mean, the NBA last night alone, bonkers. Right. Was this uh, the Rockets shot 70? The Rockets? The Rockets themselves shot 73s? Or the just the 73 shot in that game? No, 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 no. There was 102 threes taken in that game. What? Or 104 threes. And the Rockets shot, the Rockets and, shot seven? In the Rockets-Nets game. <laughs> the most 
combined threes ever taken in a game. Yeah. The other, the two two side stories from that, uh, James Harden scored 57 in a loss to the Nets. Mm-hmm. Spencer Dinwiddie at, in, on a fun Brooklyn team. This yeah. Brooklyn, this Brooklyn team. A not bad been, Brooklyn been team. Been fun. Yeah. Um, goes off. What would it take for you to just like say, you know what? The Nets are in Brooklyn. I've just given so much. Yeah. I've given so much. Yeah. It's like you ever see the meme on like Instagram of like the guy like turned around right before he hits like the fucking thing of diamonds and the right. other guy's like still digging. Right. I've just yeah. you I'm, don't want to be I'm that probably guy. never gonna get there. But yeah. Perzingis and Knox and Durant and <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie and um, we shall see. We'll go. We we'll get. We'll see. get back to that because I want. I do want to talk Kyrie because we talked him on Dirty uh, Sports. Yeah, that was I want, interesting. I want to talk uh, Durant too, but uh, Harden scores fifty-seven. They lose to the Nets, but in the last two games, Harden's gone over fifty. Has not been assisted on any of his buckets. Everything that's Mamba mentality, is isn't ball. it? Is that pure Mamba? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he's averaging. Chris Paul is gone. Thirty-four point eight points a game this season. It's a lot. That's. I mean, when's the last time somebody averaged? I, I don't think anybody's averaged thirty-five since MJ. In no, no, the, I don't think so. In the eighties, right? Or the early. 90s. No, was, I think I was 89, 89 90, 90, somewhere in there. 88, 89, 89, 89, 90. 89. The year MJ won the Defensive Player of the Year and the MVP and averaged 35 and right. won the dunk contest and all that shit. And they didn't win. Right. And they didn't win. Um, but, yeah, it's... Well, one, the Rockets are... Capella's down. Chris Paul is hurt. Um, who else can score on that team, really? I mean, fucking Doc's kid. Right. Okay. Gerald yeah. Green. Um, I don't know what's going on with Eric Gordon. Um, but that whole offense is just set up for James Harden to dance and uh, play the pick and roll. Right. So, um, yeah, it's amazing. It's like video game numbers. But it's it's also like the guy gets every call imaginable. And he is... Very good at p- pushing off and and all those things, but so the the prob- it's not fun to watch. The problem is, it's not fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But he is getting fouled. But it he, he is. But he does push off too. Right. He is getting fouled. He's like the Michael Irvin of the NBA. Yeah. He is getting fouled. Yeah. And it's not great. And so, you know, somebody wrote today. Um, so so this was the exchange I had with somebody on Twitter, and. Uh, I mean, it was pretty great. So uh, the original tweet, James Harden scored 57 or more points in two consecutive games. Zero of his made shots in those two games were assisted. Not a single one. One of the dirt balls wrote, I would just like to say he isn't very efficient. And he takes a lot of free throws to make up for it. If you look at his stats during his historic run, it's filled with games of horrible shooting, but it takes enough free throws to make up for it. Yeah. To which I replied, so he's MJ. Yeah. To which some fucking shit dick Chicago Cubs bull slurper 
wrote, MJ shot 49.7 for his career and Harden shot 44.3%, but nice try. To which I replied, and it's always fun rehashing Twitter, but this is important. James Harden has made 1,846 threes in his career. MJ made 581 ever. Yeah. And then I said, do you know the what effective field goal percentage is. Of course you don't, or you would have sent, wouldn't have sent your idiotic reply in the first place. It adjusts, <laughs> it adjusts for three pointers being worth 50% more than two point field goals. Yep. Harden's career effective field goal percentage, 52.3%. MJ 50.9%. And of course I had it, but nice try. Uh, he didn't reply. So then I put a gif. He gone. But, uh, <laughs> but the point is, he takes a lot of shots. He makes a lot of shots. He misses a lot of shots. But there is math involved here. Yeah. He's taking a shit ton of threes. He's going to take the most threes ever. It's not going to be close. They're taking the most threes as a team. The, Mike D'Antoni has done, and Daryl Morey. Mike D'Antoni is going to die on this hill. Yeah. He will die on this hill. But he's no question. He's done the math. Yeah. He's like, this is where this is this is what percentage we have to hit for it to be worth more even if we miss a bunch of them yeah then now if we fucking get hot as shit great yeah and of course you're not you're less likely to get cold as shit shooting free throws and shooting layups so we saw what happened in the playoffs they but it's like the proof is actually in that will never happen again. We'll never miss like, like probability says we'll never miss thirty in a row again. The, that is very true. I also thought, but if you watched that game in particular, there were some shots that they took during that run that weren't the best shots they could have got. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I obviously D'Antoni's is just like, look, man. The math will win out it, it, it's at the like, end of the day. But I, I don't think you can run that offense with just James Harden in the playoffs the way they're doing it for seven games against the same team and just showing them that same but they look don't, as talented as James Harden right, is. But they don't need to, right? Because all they have to do is run this offense with James Harden and win enough games to make the playoffs in Which a, they have to do in a right reasonable now. position, right? And then you have Chris Paul, and then you have Capella, and then you have all these things. But you know the math of it. It like the probability theory doesn't hold up. Like if we were playing poker, and you lost a huge hand to me because I got a royal flush, right? And then five hands later, the only thing that beats you is a royal flush. You're the the truth of it is. It actually is possible that I have it again. But you have to think the likelihood is there's it's, no way. Uh, yeah. This never happens. I we, don't think they'll playing. miss 27 threes in a row again. That was crazy. But um, people yeah, hate. Yeah, but whatever. But my point, I guess, is James Harden, no matter what you think of his game right now or how he plays the game, he has to do this. Yeah. He has to do this just to get them in the playoffs. They had such a bad start. It's also hella effective. <laughs> He's the best one-on-one player ever. Maybe. 
yeah. right? Yeah, maybe. I mean, how can you say he's not? Like, in, in terms of what he's able to do on a night-by-night basis, he's not just he's not just scoring 35 points a game. We can go back and look at Jordan's 35-point season. We can go back and look at, I think, Kobe averaged 32 in a season. Yeah. Um, We're not counting Wilt in this conversation. Right. Wilt right? averaged 30-plus five times, 35-plus. I heard somewhere he averaged 40 points a game for 500 games in a row right? or something like that. He's just his own record book. But no one has done – no one is in the 35 and 10 club? No. No. Jordan wasn't assisting on 10 baskets a game? He didn't have the ball in his hands like James Harden does. Right. And they don't play at the pace. Right. You know. But my point is he Harden is passing as well. No, no question. He just has the ball in his hands more than – Anybody, he has the ball in his hands like Steve Nash had the ball in his hands right. in that D'Antoni offense. He's just a even more, uh, even better offensive player than Steve Nash, who was a great offensive player. Yeah, and bigger and stronger, and like can get and like he's just got little angle moves. He's like like a great boxer almost. This he is, plays angles. This whole uh, mo- I don't love watching it, but every time I see him play the the Warriors. I'm like, damn, this guy is tough, dude. This guy is really good. But it's sort of a, I mean, it's all Mike D'Antoni's fault for sure. But it's Mike D'Antoni's fault to Alvin Gentry's fault to the Warriors doing it. The Warriors doing it well to everybody having to keep up with the Warriors. And now it going like the Warriors took it to its peak and are like, we actually don't have to do it more than this much. Yeah. But the, the math says if you don't make it, at the rate that the Warriors make it, then what you have to do is shoot more of them. Yeah, shoot more of them, right? And then you have to make more. Yeah. You, you have to make more in number and not yeah. more in percentage. So I heard a crazy stat last night. The Warriors are eleventh in pace in threes made. Yeah, or sorry, in threes taken. Yeah, for the year. Yeah, ten teams are shooting more threes than the Warriors with Durant, Clay. Staff, yeah, all the, that's. But part of that is also um, the Durant factor. Um, you've got to get him his touches where he likes the ball, and it's he's not necessarily going to stand around the three point line. The other thing is that like everybody's like, don't let the Warriors shoot threes, so they right. got to find other open spaces and and do everything. But yeah, the league has caught up. So the other big story last night was your Warriors in coming off. Woo! Of- Coming off of, uh, they're playing in the second game of a back-to-back. Yeah. The first game they cared about all season, the Denver game. Right. Yeah. And in the Denver game, they scored 51 points in a a quarter. Did you watch that? I did. I watched watched the first half. That was, as much as I watched the Warriors, that was the best I've seen them look, maybe with KD. That was like a work of art. That was amazing. And that was them just trying to say, fuck, everybody loves this cute little Denver team. Yeah. They're not there yet, guys. We're going to go into Denver. We're going to shit on them. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be gross. Yeah. <laughs> we feel good. Yeah. Um, last night, they come out, and they're they're in a bit of a dogfight with New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And then I believe it was that they that game set a record for threes made. Yeah, between the, both of the teams. In a game. How is New Orleans under 500? 
That's a talented team. Look at the West. Look at the West, dude. It's I mean, first of all, the answer is because I mean, people have been shitting on the the East West thing for a while. It's balanced out a little bit, but the worst teams in the East are still bad. Yes. Whereas the 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 playoff teams in the East, it's now a bit more there's not you're likely not going to have a team that's under 500 make the playoffs. Right. But if you look at the standings, there currently is a 20 and 23 Charlotte team as the 8 seed, whereas in the West the Utah Jazz are 25 and 21 at 8. Lakers are over 500, Sacramento's over 500. Then you got Minnesota is 21 and 23 and New Orleans 21 and 24. Dallas has fallen off hard hard after being, you know, in the playoff picture for yeah. a minute. But what do you think of them trying to get rid of Dennis Smith Jr.? I know what they're trying to do, which is they're trying to get they're they're thinking let's get rid of Dennis Smith Jr. and like Wesley Matthews expiring, yeah, and try to get somebody in here because Luca's ahead of the pace. Like right. Luca's great. Let's let's build around like Luca's nineteen. Let's have Luca contending at twenty one. Right, and to have somebody contending at twenty one in their third year in the league. First, they have to get playoff minutes. They yes. have to get fucking, you know, even if that's one series. So they want they want to uh, they want to try to get Anthony Davis, who they're trying to get. I don't, you know I, what I mean. Like, I don't know who are you going to get that's going to be that big of a difference maker with Luca right now. Right. Because um, Dennis Smith Jr. is only like nineteen years old. Right, but Dennis Smith Jr. unlike Luca is not ready to play right now. So they're well, like, we're going to trade you. He's not ready to be a point guard right now. Right. Which, th- that's a whole other thing that we talked about on Dirty Sports is like the the art of the point guard in today's NBA. Like, who is a fucking point guard? You know what I mean? Steph ain't the point guard of... The, Steph, is, Steph is not your classic point guard. There is no point guard. Because it's The Warriors posi- don't have a point guard. Positionless game. Um... Yeah, it's positionless game now. Like, uh, you run up and down. You throw the ball ahead. It's not like one guy has to dribble it up anymore. Right. That's just fucking dinosaur basketball. But when you look at the teams who have guys like Westbrook and Harden and Kyrie and Chris Paul and LeBron, like guys who are like, I'm bringing the ball up every time and it starts with me, the 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 Westbrooks and the Hardens and the Kyrie's it's like, but you're also the go-to guy. Right. So I think that that's like what I've been critical of Kyrie for. And now he has 18, he had 18 assists last night. Yeah. Great game. They won. If you want to be the one, you got to fucking share the ball. Mm -hmm. Now there's a lot of people got to learn from Steph, right? There's a lot of people that I think are correct that say, Kyrie should be scoring more. And I'm like, you're that's correct too. Yes. He it has to be one way or the other. Yeah. Like to me, if you wanna if you wanna be a championship Celtics team, take Jalen Brown and take Terry Rozier and fucking send him off and get 
Ricky Rubio back and make Kyrie your two and Ricky Rubio your one and play fucking Rubio, Kyrie, Hayward, Tatum, Horford. I'm like, dude, that team's going to go to the NBA Finals. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to beat the Warriors, but they're going to go to the NBA Finals. I'm way, way, way more scared of that team than I am Kyrie being your one with who the fuck knows playing the two. With 17 small forwards? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, because Kyrie can take over a game as a scorer. But when you're taking... Kyrie in his heart is a scorer. Yeah. He's not a passer. And so is James Harden. Yes. But James Harden averages fucking 11 assists a game. Well, he's playing for D'Antoni. Right. Yeah. And and that's and that's the other thing. Yeah. If you know you take Kyrie and you put him on the Rockets, probably mm-hmm. it's the genius of Mike D'Antoni. And I'll I and for God's sakes, give the man his due. How many MVPs does he have to fucking make you know, at this point? I, is Don Nelson in the Hall of Fame? He's got to be in the yeah. Hall of Fame, right? He got in this year. He did wasn't this that, year. Wasn't that his hippie? Uh, or was he just there as that? I think uh, he I got in. The, I think he got in this year. Yeah, I think um, without NBA championships. You he he also has the most games won. He's he won the most games, I think, and that was important to him, I think, to get in the Hall of Fame. And I think D'Antoni's going to have to do if he doesn't win a championship, he's going to have to win a shitload of games because D'Antoni's kind of related to Don Nelson in a way and related to Doug Moe, right? You know, but I almost think that. But in this era, that actually in this, sorry, to cut you he off, should get like in this ten percent of the Warriors wins. And he should get, you should. know, a little bit. 30% of fucking... Any team that's shooting 33s a game, he, part of their wins should go to him. Right. He should get five wins a, well, a year for each Nelson of those I think Don Nelson should get part of that uh, Rick Carlisle championship, too. Yeah. 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 I'm fine with that. Fine with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Alvin Gentry did, like, the fucking... Yeah, it is. He's, a, he's this is for D'Antoni. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like... Yeah. But, it, you know... But, like... So... It's going that way, and now what's your feeling on, like, the Warriors play their own brand of basketball, and the, last night, Steph went seven for eight in the third quarter, yep. and they're doing the Warriors things, Yes, and they're hitting their stride, and they get Boogie back tomorrow. Boogie! Um, People Can't are wait. like, is it, uh, it going to mess up their chemistry? It might, but I, but, like, the thing about it messing up their chemistry is, I don't think they care even if it does. They're like they're they're gonna play him through that. Like yeah. fine, mess it up. All we have to do is be the one seed or the two seed and get we'll to the fucking right. playoffs and then the chemistry issues will be over and we'll be great. I think the boogie thing is gonna be fantastic for them because it just gives them something else to focus on. Right. Uh during the regular season, you know? Like they were so hyped to get JaVale McGee. A championship right and even nick young to a certain degree you know what i mean like it just gives them something else to focus on i think what's you're gonna see um with boogie early at least is you're gonna see him in the start of the second and the fourth quarter with clay and draymond um because with that lineup without boogie it's basically the clay show and the defense is totally keyed on keyed in on Clay, especially with Draymond not shooting the ball that great until last night. He made four threes or whatever. Um, you know, you're gonna have Boogie Cousins and Clay like as your second unit. Yeah, 
Now you got an inside and an outside. I mean, what are you going to do? What do you do? Right. I think they're going to have to change their defense, though, when Boogie's on the floor. I don't think you can ask a 270-pound guy with an Achilles problem to go out and switch on Harden and pick and roll and you know do all that switching. Right. So that will be interesting, their defense, with him on the floor. The If he comes back and he's healthy... And they mix him in, and it doesn't like tear the team apart, which I don't, I don't think, think it, it will, will at all. all. I think that's overblown. Um, I mean, Boogie was with fucking Sacramento, right? A fucking disaster, dumpster fire sure. of an organization. I don't think he's a fantastic team guy, but I don't. But like again, I think that this is just like now. This is their story. So the story think, is like I think he's fine. I just think he's like, listen, you're all stupid, right? Like they had a good coach, they fired him. He was pissed about it. The one time they. Uh, suspended him was because dumbass Dante Green didn't throw him the ball. Right. Right? But my, my And then they kicked him is, off the plane. My point is even that, even if he comes in and he's a disaster, that's like, so, then they're not talking about, you know, Draymond calling Durant a bitch. So right. like, in the end, it's a win. It's a total Like, win. yeah, great, fucking get technicals and yeah. get thrown out and we don't care. Like, it's all cream cheese. So then the question is, what team has the best shot of beating the Warriors and I'm I mean I'm not even going to say what has to happen I think that what has to happen is clearly a team has to make a move uh you know the Rockets need to go fuck it you know we're going to eat Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract for next year and give you guys a fucking draft pick and give you an expiring like the Rockets are going to have to go all in on getting like could Trevor Ariza be traded again this year? Technically, I think yes. Wait, is he with Washington? Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. But, like, that's not enough. They need a guy who's going, like, they need the, the Rockets. They need, need a third a, score, you think? To, so, they just need a guy who, in one game of a seven-game series, can just go, fuck. Like, he scored 40? Yeah. Trevor is not scoring 40. No. Trevor Reese is not scoring 25 at this point in his NBA career. No, but he's a good defender, yeah. and he can shoot the three, which they do need defenders. Like, I, I don't think Austin Rivers is the guy. I would think Eric, you know, Eric Gordon last you know year against the Warriors was awesome. I always, he's, he's one of my fucking favorite players in NBA history. But, like, free Jamal Crawford. Where is Jamal Crawford? I think he's in Minnesota. Oh, Jesus. Poor, poor Jamal Crawford. Uh yeah, they would need a Jamal Crawford or a like a Lou Williams type. Yeah, with Lou Williams isn't going anywhere because the Clippers. I'll tell you what, in there, Clippers are a fun, fun basketball team. Uh, I went to the Clippers game with Chris Wild. Yeah, and Jerry West is undefeated, dude. He's undefeated. You know, it, it does concern me that Jerry West is in Clipperland. It should. Yes, to me, everybody as far as KD, every talking about KD. Going to the Knicks, I think Jerry West is like, I did it over here, dude. Yeah. Like before it goes sour over there. Yeah. It's already happening here. I I'm think already the doing way, it. The only way for uh, uh, KD to go to New York is if they uh, make Rich Kleinman the GM. Right. Which I think is on the table. Right. Totally. Right. If, if that's the if that's the what he demands, if he says you got to make, but like, how much does KD? Like, how much does he care about Klein? Like, I get that that's a play for Kleinman. No, yeah. But how much is that a play for KD? What does he get out of it? His boy? 
It's like he's still going to be your fucking guy. Yeah, no matter what. Go to wherever. And by the way, you'll probably make a billion dollars more in San Francisco at this point um, than New York. But See, I think KD leaves. I don't know where he goes. I don't. By the way, I don't think he should. I but, don't think he should. But I, the, the reason I think he does is because the same reason that LeBron went back to Cleveland. Who has in there? Who but in the, KD doesn't have a Cleveland. But who in the history of anything has ever escaped Cleveland for Miami and then gone back? The only reason he did is the bad press that he got for leaving. He felt like he owed it to them to go back. Okay, but that what I mean feel, KD's what KD uh, uh, going to go back to Oklahoma City? No, I think what KD is go gonna, to Washington. I think what KD is going to do is because the criticism of KD wasn't that he left Oklahoma City high and dry. It was that he went to a team that had just broken the record. I think he's going to go, I'm going to go to a team that's not the Lakers. It's not the Rockets. It's not the Warriors. It's not the Celtics. I'm going to go somewhere where it's like, they weren't going to win. And then I showed up. Okay. But let's say that's the Clippers. Let's say that's the Clippers. Yeah. Now KD's going to be directly compared to LeBron every single day. Whose town is it? Is it KD's town? Is it a Laker town? Dude, that's annoying as fuck, too. It's annoying as fuck, except the Clippers are way better than the Lakers. Uh, uh, from a roster standpoint, the only... Right now. Yeah. Right the now, but... The only fucking thing that makes those teams comparable is one has LeBron James and the other has seven good players. Yeah, but how many of those guys are going to be there when he signs? Well, it's it's probably sadly my boy Gallinari who will ha- who would have to go. Yep, and he'd he'd just be. So you're telling me, Katie's like, yeah, I don't want to play with Steph anymore. I want to play with Patrick Beverly. Well, Patrick Beverly is their back, dude. SGA. Oh, he's nice. He's, he's nice. He's going to be a legit NBA point guard. You got you're starting. Him, I mean, like, look, they start Avery Bradley right now for defensive purposes, but, like, you're not starting Avery Bradley when Kevin Durant shows up. I don't think he's going. And I'm, I'm honestly, it's, I, I, I understand all the reasons, but, and I don't think this is me being a homer, which I am, which I'll totally admit, I'm a total Warriors homer. No one it's needs totally you to do fine. that. We already know. <laughs> right. I'm a total Warriors homer. It's totally fine. I don't think he's going because the only thing he said about it is like, I want to make the most money I can. And uh, I want that big contract. And the only team that can offer him that big contract is the Warriors. Well, everybody can offer him a big tr- contract, but they can, offer the a, Warriors. Uh, they can offer him a bigger one. Yes. So you think he's staying? Yeah. I'm going to go on record. I think he's going to stay. I now, think he's going to stay. You are... A, I guess what part of the, what part of the bay would that even be that you were from? That, Palo Alto. Yeah, is that like the? Uh, I, guess, they, I mean, it's uh, they don't call it the West Bay or do we they? Call it, we, it, it's the Peninsula. The Peninsula. Yeah. Oakland, obviously East Bay. East Bay. Uh, San Francisco, where they're moving next year. The city. The city. Yes. Do you have any feelings whatsoever on them? Leaving, leaving Oracle and going to yes, you don't like it. I I don't like it, but it's better I for you. It. It's better for you and where like you is go, it? I don't I know. don't live there anymore. Right? Yeah, it doesn't matter to but me. But like when you go to get like right now, you're gonna go. You were talking about taking your brother to yes. a Warriors game. Yes. What does that entail? 
You get in the fuck. You fly into Oakland. Fly into Oakland. Okay. Right. So yeah, you don't give a shit. Nah, I don't give a shit. But you don't have to go to Oakland anymore. I like Oakland. I like Oakland. That's what I'm saying. And like, Oakland deserves this. Oakland has been the fucking armpit of the NBA for 40 years. And they we finally got a squad. And I'm sorry. Yeah, KD signed with us. Oh, I'm sorry. When we won 73 games, go fuck yourselves. We I had to watch Corey Maggette. You know? We, I've seen watch win 17 games. I, it's like just like being a, a longtime Clipper fan. Like, it's the same thing. And the Raiders are leaving. Fucking... The Warriors are going to San Francisco. Who knows what's going on with the A's? Like, it just sucks. It's just going to become a shipping town, essentially, you know? So I feel bad for Oakland. And it's hip now, though. What? You know, yeah, it's, it's hip. super hip. Yeah, thanks a lot, but great. <laughs> yeah. I like hanging out in Oakland. Yeah. Laugh City. Laugh City. With Lyle Barons every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, I just, I just feel bad for the people of Oakland and... You know, I I know that, you know, when you get the new stadium, it's not going to be the same vibe. It's going to be a bunch of fucking tech nerds in there. You know, Lacob and who the other owner, Goober, are going to make, like, you know, I don't know, Bezos money or whatever. So great for them. All great right, investment. So but I, I, I'm going to take As it, a fan, it's going to suck. I'm going to take it bit. that you think the Warriors will. Like you're, you'd say ninety-seven percent, barring uh, some barring, of, uh, injury, barring yeah. injury to a major player, make it to the NBA Finals. Sure, yeah. Which I'm going to give you three options. Which team? Which of these three Western Conference teams do you not want to play? If you can, it just like you can avoid it for the luck of the draw. You don't have to play the Rockets. You don't have to play LeBron's Lakers. And you don't have to play. Uh, you don't have to play Oklahoma City or who else uh, is there? Denver. Denver of those three. Uh, so, um, let's make it Oklahoma City because you. I feel like you're. I feel like simply just because of two nights ago in Denver, you'd be like, I, I will take Denver, no problem. But uh, no, I mean, I think Denver's pretty dangerous. I I like their coach. I think he's a good coach. Um, you know, throw in San Antonio. Does that does does Pop scare? No, no. Pops doesn't scare me at all. He's, he's shoot too many he's, twos. He's run away all his good players. They shoot too many twos. Yeah, shoot too too many twos. Like like who's scared of Demar Derozan in the playoffs? Right. No one exactly. So of those three, who scares me the most? Like Houston, L.A. Yeah, you could just you could just avoid one. You just get a free pass to play every other matchup, but those guys. Um. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's LeBron who's who's beat you, but right. he doesn't have the help that he did before. Harden, who put his guarantee last year. Um, I'm actually more concerned about honestly, like um, New Orleans than I am Denver, for some reason, and Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, I'm I haven't even seen them play this year, so. I, I mean, right I, now you're I, avoiding the. I'd avoid. Twelfth team in the. I guess. The I guess it's Houston because I think they'll do anything to get another guy there. I don't think the Lakers will necessarily do anything this season to get another guy there. You know, maybe yep. over the summer. But um, 
And which team from the East do you want to avoid? Milwaukee, Toronto. I, th- I think Toronto or Milwaukee. Boston, Philly, Indiana. Uh, yeah, nah. Okay, Boston scares me because the coach. The coach is great. They have too many small forwards. They do match up with us pretty well as far as like length and athleticism. Milwaukee's got a good coach. And they got the Greek freak. And he's something else. But besides Middleton, who else? There's nobody other real score that scares me. No. Uh, Philadelphia's a fucking mess. Um, so you're avoiding Toronto, basically. Toronto. I think Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the it's uh, Milwaukee's Giannis, Middleton, Lopez, Bledsoe, Brogdon. That's their starting five. Yeah. Which isn't, it's certainly not bad. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's not terrible, but it doesn't really scare me. This guy's roaming around. This guy's roaming. <laughs> just oh, sorry. Fucking, just galooting around. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, yeah. after that starting after that five, Sterling Brown is getting you know the the next most minutes. Yeah. No. I can't wait to see George Hill there team. now, but come on, George Hill, come on. Yeah. So what about LeBron? What's he going to do for these Lakers, Joe? Well, I think he's playing the how long can I sit out in hopes of not re-injuring myself. Yeah, that groin injury is yeah. that's that's I probably think, a month, man. I think he's sitting out as much as he can. But also, I, what I was saying on Dirty Sports, I think LeBron's had a lot of these in his career, and he just yeah. was like, fuck it, I'm playing anyway. I'll figure it out come the offseason. Like, yeah. uh, I forget. I think it was, was it me? Was I listening to... Um, Fizdale, I think when Fizdale was on the Rappaport podcast, yeah, he was like he basically broke his ankle in a fucking playoff game once, and then like he went <laughs> into the back and like, <laughs> like got a fucking he's a monster, got it rewrapped and came back out, and he was like, I'll get through the rest of these playoffs, and then I'll just have a broken ankle, yeah, and like he's gotten shit on for like the elbow, and he's gotten shit on for being uh, you know, for last year like smashing the wall and i feel like and i always say it whenever i talk too much about lebron but i am an over the top lebron slurper but you it's like it's almost like you have to be because there's just no way the guy's played as many minutes as he has in the nba without missing significant time without also having had a severe injury at one point and just playing through it. Like it's like the Manning brothers in Favre. It's like the dudes were hurt. They just didn't miss games. It's not like they just were fucking lucky. They just, but I just don't think LeBron at 35 can hurt his groin, come back, play through it and not go fuck. Like if that happens again and it happens in April, we're 100% fucked. Yeah. So I think now he's going, I've got basically between now and like the all-star break, the all-star break to fucking figure it out, hopefully not get to the point where we're completely out of playoff contention by the time I get back, come back, and then be healthy. I think 
LeBron knows, and we know, and anybody who knows basketball knows, it really doesn't matter what his seed is. I don't think he wants to play the Warriors in the first round. But like, no, but still, as a Warrior fan, like, are the war is, is I don't want to see LeBron. Is the first round five games? No, it's all seven. It's all seven now. Yeah. Doesn't say if it was five, then you do want to play the Warriors in the first round, right? Exactly, right? Like exactly, exactly. LeBron probably still scares me the most because I think Harden, as great as he is, like it's he's not going to get the calls he usually gets. But LeBron is still, you know, LeBron is the Warriors' white whale. No matter how many times, right? They if they beat him or not, it's not easy. It doesn't matter. He's that good. You know? Like, I thought last year, game one, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be serious. Right. And and honestly, could have been. If could have been. It's like, that's two years in a row, the Corver shot and the J.R. Smithing. Yeah. That single-handedly, like, changed career. Because if Corver of- makes that shot, it's 2-1. Yeah. You know? And honestly, if Ty Lue makes a coaching adjustment in the first two games about like, hey, man, you got to stop the ball first. You can't just run out to the three-point right. line and right. not stop the ball. <laughs> yeah. Like, that could have been a series, too. So I I think LeBron's just got to he- get healthy, and then I think that they need to make a move. Like, if you're the Lakers, do – honestly, if you're the Lakers right now, I'm going, do whatever you have to do. To get Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, right? But um, he's not going to be a free agent. He's not a free agent until next year, right? I believe he's a free agent this year. Oh, really? But it might be. But like everything in the NBA is, comes with like, well, it's his option and their option. This year, like it's restricted. And, yeah. But your gut, like. Go in if you're in New Orleans, you're like, we're gonna lose this guy. Like, if you're the Lakers at this point, if LeBron comes back and you're hanging around the eight seed, just like, fuck it, take take Alonzo and Ingram, yeah, Lonzo and Ingram and a pick, yeah, just like give it, like, because by the way, Lonzo and Ingram, their trade value is going down, right? I think the Lakers want to keep Lonzo, and I think they want to keep both of those guys if they can, but like, if you have LeBron James and you had Anthony Davis. And you don't have to give up Kuzma. You can win a championship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Warriors would be like, this is awkward. but like, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to really probably still beat you, but like, yeah. we'd, we'd rather not We'd rather not get involved in that situation. Right. If Houston could beat you first, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so that, that's got to be. Where are, they, are they the eighth seed right now? No, they're nine. They're nine. They've been leapfrogged by Utah, and I I think that's the game. I think that's the game LeBron's playing right now. He's going like, wh- like, when do I pull the plug and go like, fuck it, I got to go back. Right. Yeah, because they really don't want the eight seed. You right. want the seven or six seed. Right. You know, you want to avoid the Warriors in the first round. Yeah, I think I think LeBron wants to avoid the Warriors in the first round. I think LeBron's smart enough to know I have to play him eventually. But I think he's also smart enough to be thinking of his legacy, and it's like, I don't want to lose in the first round, mm-hmm. even if it's to them. Mm-hmm. So I want to lose in the Western Conference Finals, mm-hmm. or, you know, I want to lose to the Warriors at this some point. This year, at least fun. the semifinals. Yeah. Yeah. Before he gets help. 
Yeah. Who do you think the the perfect? I mean, Anthony Davis, absolute perfect playing partner with LeBron. Or you think there's somebody else out there who would be more perfect? Um, I mean, because it's traditionally uh, a shooter, right? Short of the guys on your team, right? Like, I mean, let's say you can't have any of them. Yeah, because you can't. Right. <laughs> um, but. It would be great for them to get a shoot, but like they've got, you know, Kuzma can shoot. Like, yeah, Kuzma's you know. nice. I think if I think if it's Davis, it's like they're just going like we're we're actually going to Benjamin Button this year. We're yeah. going back to like old timey Lakers have the best center in the world. You know, the most dominant. It's guy. kind of Magic Kareem. It's like yeah. a fucking weird Magic Kareem. It is situation. like a weird Magic yeah. Kareem. Yeah. Although, like, as great as Kareem was, like, you watch Anthony Davis play, you're like, man, I think he's more skilled than even Kareem. Yeah, for sure. Just for his ability to make a yeah. jump shot. Like, yeah. Back in the day, those big guys, like, they didn't have they never did that, front though. to face the basket. No. Like, can a 15-footer. Yeah. By the way, I can't play with Kareem in NBA 2K because I don't know how to shoot a hook shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's almost a useless 2K player. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite thing about playing NBA fucking back in the day is like we'd always draft our own teams and mm-hmm. i'm just like i remember my buddy doug ray we'd play for stakes yeah at l'express all the time and he like his like second pick was like Shaq, and i was like oh well this is gonna be easy i was like i'll take dirk and i was like i'm gonna play the fucking i was playing dan tony ball you're playing five out i'm playing dan tony <laughs> ball and he's like trying to work it down i'm like you're you're every time you come down the floor you lose a half a point of right. possession. like yeah you're just buying me steaks. He yeah. kept me alive for fucking two years <laughs> in the early 2000s. <laughs> that that universal record company money fucking yeah. paid, paid for steaks. <laughs> um, Laz, we should wrap it up. Uh, what any other, any other hot NBA... Hot takes? Sliding arounds that you need to get in there before we... Uh, um, I think Draymond is on his way back. I'm very excited to see him play well again. Um... Because honestly, the one thing with the Warriors, like the only thing that gives the, the only chink in their armor is like when Draymond's shooting, but like just like he'll take shots and you're like, ooh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Jesus, don't do that, right? No, he's like Draymond's the only guy on the Warriors who will miss left or right, but <laughs> but in the in the championship season and the season after regular season, he was like a he was like a straight up like. 39% three-point shooter, and you're like, oh, fuck. Well, yeah. if he's doing it, we're fucked. We're fucked. But now he'll, like, he gets the yippies. He'll, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think it's all about confidence for him. Yeah, definitely. I liked, um, I don't know if you watched the Pelicans game last night. but there I got, did. There got to be a point where it looked like 2015 a little bit. Yeah. Where it was Draymond off the, uh, um, they double-teamed Steph. Draymond would get it in the middle of the court and just have options. Yeah. And that is really fun to see. Um, I haven't seen him play like that in a while. What I like about Steve Kerr is he's a dick about how he's not doing anything. Like, yeah. did you see this fucking third at post third quarter no, and the fourth quarter sideline thing? <laughs> They're like, "What? How about that third quarter?" And he's like, "Yeah, I told Steph, I go just make like six really crazy ones." It's <laughs> really coachable, and he did, and he did, and he's really coachable. <laughs> I'm like you're an asshole, <laughs> but like he gets it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I like that he's not yeah. pretending that he's has anything to do with this. 
I mean, seriously. He's like, he's like, yeah, brought over Gentry. He brought over D'Antoni Ball. The uh, Jerry West drafted fucking Clay <laughs> yeah. and Steph. Yeah. Uh, got Durant. We here. tried to trade Clay. Jerry West said no. Yeah, and uh, so now I just gotta. Basically, my job is take Draymond out before he costs us a game <laughs> by fighting somebody or kicking somebody or getting two technicals or getting. <laughs> right. Sometimes I just step in. And I've got to take one for him, and that's basically my role. I'm basically yeah. Draymond's babysitter. <laughs> And I tweet about gun control. Yeah. 100%. That's my guy. Laz, where can everybody find you, bud? Uh, find me on the gram at Andy Lazarus, on Twitter at Andy Lazarus. I'll be at the West Side Comedy um, Theater. Theater Sunday night. And um, Is that a basement show? Uh, basement show, yeah. Nice. I'll come, I'll come check that out. Nice. I think Locks on that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, and then we've got a show at Baseball Central in Los Angeles, March 23rd. Um, the, the, the the best batting cages and baseball training facility on, in, in all of Los Angeles. In all of Los Angeles. And um, the gays will be in Puerto Rico in 10 days. And, and so can check people out go Venice watch gays. those games? What? Can people watch those games if we have any Puerto Rican sliders? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll um, check out Venice Gays Instagram. I'll give all the information out there. I know we're going to be at Caguas and Calle, all over the island, man. And uh, I forgot to uh, mention, well, here we go. Joe Prano on Instagram, at Fix Your Life. Uh, quickly before we go, you're going to have to rapid fire because I forget who sent it to me. Mm-hmm. But it was a great question, and I meant to bring it up on the last slides, and I forgot. Uh, shout out to whichever slider sent it. I loved your question. I forget who it was. It might have been Connor. Um what teams wouldn't you play for? <laughs> Three major league baseball teams that you would refuse. If you could, you 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 could refuse to play for three teams. Uh, Tampa Bay and that shit dome. Although you know, I might get a couple like seeing eye fucking bahis on that shit carpet. Yep. But yeah, when I don't want to play in in front of fucking dying people. Um. You know, I haven't been to New Comiskey. Or cellular field. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's not them. But uh, yeah, I don't think I want to play Minnesota outside in April and May. Right. I don't, don't want to play there. And uh, I honestly don't think I want to play for the Angels. Wow. Yeah. It's a fucking dead stadium in there. Right. Um. Although I, you know, I, I assume maybe I play left field next to Mike Trout and just let him get right. everything, which would have been pr- pretty easy. I said uh, Philly. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if I settled on the Yankees or not. I don't think I could play for the Yankees. I wouldn't want to if I could avoid. Would they it. let you have your mustache? Uh, they let Rick Roden they, have they, a mustache. They can do the, you can do the mustache, and but you can't do a beard. Modernly. Yeah. So. I already don't like these rules. Yeah, Fuck I don't like Yankees. that either. I don't like and, that either. Uh, and then I said, just because Pennsylvania is a sh- like, I don't think I want to be in Pittsburgh either. Although I will be in Pittsburgh this weekend. <laughs> At the Pittsburgh Improv with Eddie Ift Saturday nice. and Sunday. So uh, come check us out. Maybe, I don't know. I heard, I heard that. That ballpark is supposed to be dope. great. Yeah. I might say Tampa Bay too, although I do like the strip clubs in Tampa Bay. And, yeah. and you're still in Florida. You're still in Tampa. Yeah, I go to Ebor City and fucking rock out, and uh, I just think I would just get so depressed at the the fans and the lights. Yeah, and like oh they're my. bound to get a new stadium at some point, right? 
Yeah, in Portland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so get in now. Yeah. Right. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Dirty Slides and uh, subscribe to us. On, yes, subscribe, subscribe and rate on and review. iTunes and rate and review. And if you haven't reviewed, uh, please do it now. And if we see a bump in reviews, uh, we'll get another episode going in the very near future. If not, you'll see us. Close to the start of spring training, 25 days, and that sound rolling around is King chasing the third baseball that he has destroyed during the course <laughs> of this episode. Thanks for listening, and don't forget whether he's on the team next year or not. If he dies in a fiery plane crash, we don't care. We'll never stop saying, fuck Chase Utley. Fuck him! <laughs>